going, everybody? And welcome to the first episode of Fandom Nation. And we're just going to kick it off by talking about the brand new addition to the MCU, Marvel Studios' Hawkeye, that premiered on Disney Plus with a two-episode premiere last week. And I got to be honest, it is pretty lackluster to me, not going to lie, which is unfortunate because Hawkeye, out of all the Avengers, he is the most underappreciated and let's be honest he's not he's nowhere near as powerful he's the weakest one out of all of them but that does not make him any less credible or awesome and i was really just hoping that he would get something cool for once and i know we're only two episodes in but one of the biggest things about storytelling is you have to pull someone into the story and so that they can enjoy it and right now i just i could not care less out of all the shows that were going to come from marvel this year on disney plus hawkeye was the one i was most excited about I love Christmas and I love superheroes and the marketing for it looked phenomenal and the show just isn't up to what I would want it to be. And now I'm not one of those Marvel fans where I praise every single one. In fact, there's a lot of them that I just don't care for or I'll speak my mind about and just say it is what it is. But I digress. Let's get back to <laughs> the topic. But the pros of it, Haley Steinfeld is Kate Bishop. I think she is phenomenal. I think she's going to be a wonderful addition to the new Avengers whenever that comes out. And really just like off the bat, she just brings this character to life and it's her first time even appearing in the MCU. So just, you know, good on her. I think she's going to be great. Love uh, Lucky the pizza dog. I think it's cute. Hope they show him more than just in the trailers because that's typically what Disney does, whether it's Grogu and Mandalorian and they sell socks and stamps and all that crap. As with Olaf and Frozen, I hope that Lucky actually gets more screen time or does something more important. Uh, one of the questions I get asked a lot is, well, recently, was do you think Hawkeye is going to continue to be in the MCU? And to that, my answer is probably, but not anywhere near what we would want. And that's okay. So the way I see it is there's originally the six Avengers. Tony slash Iron Man, he's dead. Cap, he's gone. Thor, he's in outer space with the Guardians somewhere, so he ain't coming back on Earth from in the near future from what I can tell. And Nat, she's gone. So it really just leaves Hawkeye and Professor Hulk. And as we know, Professor Hulk is going to kind of be the mentor to his, uh, what was it, nephew, uh, niece or cousin uh, and She-Hulk. So I only see him kind of doing the same thing with Kate Bishop, and I don't think he's going to be in another film, but he'll probably stay in this Hawkeye show once it fully transitions over to Kate Bishop being Hawkeye, and he'll either be a mentor or what I would assume is going to happen in Marvel tradition is towards the end of the season, he's probably going to retire again or go not go into hiding but just kind of be a family man and let her do the thing because she's capable of doing it now or something like that but we also have to remember that at the end of black widow yolanda which is uh natasha's sister gets approached by val and essentially she makes her makes her yolanda believe that hawkeye killed black widow now normally when you see an after credit scene in marvel everyone goes oh my gosh that's so cool i'm excited that was the first time I can recall in a Marvel film post credit scene where I rolled my eyes and I said, this is the stupidest shit in the world. And the reason I say that is because it makes me think of the Martha situation. And by that, I mean uh, in Batman versus Superman, where they're fighting the entire movie, angry at each other, stop, trying to stop each other. And then essentially, when you really get down to the bottom of it, they both realize that their parents' names, mothers were Martha, and they kind of stop and that's what i think is going to happen is 
they're going to just either fight for a long time until they finally get a word in with each other and not just trying to kill each other or dodge each other. Or what I'm really hoping for is that they have a conversation at the first interaction and then they all work together to fight some other greater, stronger villain. That's what I'd prefer over uh, miscommunication. I just think that is so far-fetched and stupid. So I'm going to need that to <laughs> hurry up and just get that scene over with. Uh, what else about Hawkeye? The tracksuit mafia. They're fun, but it's not really pulling me in. Clearly with the end of episode two, you see the girl, the, the woman, she looks up and then the episode's over. So I have no idea who that is. Not a clue. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I have absolutely no idea. I don't know any Hawkeye comics. I've never been a big Hawkeye fan except for the MCU and Jeremy Renner's rendition of it. But yeah, I'm excited to see what that is. But so far, the villains are just mad to me. But I mean, you we're so used to having characters like Ultron or Dormammu or Thanos or something, you know, Mach, Mach 10, when being that Hawkeye is literally just a human with a bow and arrow and martial arts, you can't have someone to that, ex, you know, that extreme because he just won't make it. So I get it. But at the same time, you can always find a way to showcase a compelling villain and this just isn't it so far. Um, I guess the last thing I can really talk about without spoiling it or anything like that is I think Kate's no, it's, I guess it's not a spoil because nothing happened. I think Kate's mom is evil. I don't know who she is or what her story is, but just the way she acts and how she's obnoxious and just, just like, I, I just don't like her. She's a villain. Her and her and her boyfriend, something's up. So we're going to see what happens there. Uh, moving on to the bigger picture, literally the feature film that is coming out in about two and a half weeks, which is Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, they're marketing it and Tom Holland is saying it's the most ambitious superhero movie ever. And to be honest, for the first time, yes, I do believe this is it. Endgame, while, yeah, it was crazy to see it happen, this is the most ambitious. Endgame, we all knew that was going to happen where they fight Thanos. But this, no one could really call until maybe two or three years ago when we started getting, you know, little breadcrumbs of the multiverse uh, through various MCU uh, films where they talk about it. But I am really excited for Spider-Man. They're bringing back the old villains. And it's not in a cheesy, you know, milking it kind of way. It really is a clever way. And the reason I say that is they could have just pulled Green Goblin and so-and-so and gotten new actors. But no, they got the original actors who portrayed them. And I think from a nerd perspective, that is one of the coolest, most nostalgic things you can do for a fan. I mean, honestly, my my favorite villain has always been the Green Goblin. I've... I was scared of him when I was little from that screech he does when he turns around um, to Peter Parker in the flaming apartment. I've just always thought he was the coolest, creepiest villain. And now we finally not only have him back, but we have him back in the MCU. He is canon in this realm, and I love it. Uh, same with Alfred Molina's Doc Ock. I mean, how can you not love him? It's it's just it's it's a dream come true, and we all knew it was going to happen at some point this year, but just seeing their faces and back, you feel like a kid again. And obviously that's what they want us to feel is that nostalgic factor. So I'm happy about that. Uh, we all know, let's not beat around the bush. Everyone says it's not happening. They're just teasing us. Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are going to be in this. We all know it. Um, in fact, actually a movie theater um, leaked two or three days ago because you could buy tickets now. Thankfully, I got ours middle of Dolby opening night. I'm excited. But anyways... They accidentally released where it says tickets and movie info by synopsis. It says cast Tom Holland, 
you know, Zendaya, and then it says Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, and I'm like, okay, well, someone's getting fired, but anyways, everyone's coming back, it's gonna be great, and I'm really excited to see the fate of Spider-Man, which we kind of have an idea as to where that's going, because two weeks ago, Tom Holland said he's done wanting to do acting, not immediately, but he's just, he's ready for that chapter of his life to be over, which props to him if it's tiring him out, or he's just, he's not having the passion, whatever it may be. He says he wants to get into either real estate or, you know, leasing out apartments in that realm. So, you know, props for him for doing what, knowing what he wants to do. And I just find it funny that three days ago, so that's about two weeks. So 14 days after he says that, uh, Sony says, okay, we announced that Tom Holland will be doing another three Spider-Man movies. Now, that worries me, but that also excites me. It excites me because I love his version of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I think it's a perfect mix. With Andrew Garfield, I always thought his Peter Parker was terrible, and his Spider-Man was amazing. Um, And then with Tobey Maguire, I mean, he's always been the original, so I love him no matter what, but I just could never wrap my head around how a 30-year-old was getting away with going to high school. You just couldn't sell me on that, to be honest. And then his Spider-Man was great as well. It just wasn't um, as quippy, which is fine. I mean, everyone's version is different. Everyone has a difference of opinion, but I love Tom Holland's mix of both. They did it really well. So I'm excited to see him continue. But at the same time, it worries me when I see stuff like that because if an actor says something and the studio says, no, we actually got him, That could be more of a money move than wanting to tell a good story, and that always worries me because that is what Hollywood tends to do nowadays is just pander to what makes money, which, of course, it's a business, so I get it. But at the same time, you have to draw that line of are you doing it because you want to entertain or are you doing it to make a quick buck and then people are going to hate it? Regardless, let's go back to the topic. Um, It's going to – I think the fate of Spider-Man, it's going to continue to where Miles Morales is going to make his debut – as live action and not just into the Spider-Verse. And it'll be really cool to see him and Tom Holland uh, fight side by side. I just think we've all wanted to see that for so long. And it it is finally going to happen, especially after this, because there's a lot to uncover and talk about that Spider-Man trailer. Uh, So let's get to it. Some people were saying to me, do you think the Hobgoblin is Ned? And no, I don't. Originally, I did. But now that we see how the multiverse is uh, kind of entering the MCU, from what I saw online, there was a leaked photo of uh, the costume that whoever was on that glider, because we don't know, no one can confirm that character 100%, but it does look like it's William Dafoe in a Stark Tech upgraded Green Goblin suit. And the reason why I say Stark Tech is because in the trailer, um, Alfred Molina's Doc Ock is looking at his tentacles as like as red metallic is covering them. And it's clearly like very Iron Man Stark tech looking, but he looks confused. So I'm going to go ahead and say somehow the villains are going to get a Stark tech upgrade, which might also kind of give a reason as to why they look a little bit different. Like Electro doesn't look god awful like he did in Amazing Spider-Man. He looks legit and Jamie Foxx is going to kill it. And I'm excited to see him actually pull it off amazingly because he he really is one of one of my favorite actors he's he's gonna kill it but anyways uh i think it's gonna be a stark upgraded green goblin and if that is the case you can bet your butt that i'm gonna be cosplaying as that green goblin at some point within the next year and a half or so because that is too cool um 
one of my favorite parts of that trailer, which was the last three seconds, was Doctor Strange standing on what would have been the Statue of Liberty. It was actually Captain America was with his shield saying, they're coming and I can't stop them. Now, originally, I was thinking, okay, it's going to be more villains or it's going to be the Spider-Man coming in. I don't think that's actually what it is. I'm going to go ahead and say that that's how they are finally going to introduce the uh, other IPs into our MCU. Uh, so we're talking X-Men, we're talking Ghost Rider, Fantastic Four, which that means the sky's the limit because the more IPs to me, the better. It gives them more characters to work with, not as many sequels if they don't need to uh, you know, go ahead and do that stuff. And one of the things I like to pull back from an interview from uh, – a what was it? I don't know what year Wolver uh, Logan came out, but Hugh Jackman went to say the only way I'd come back and do Logan or Wolverine is if it was in Robert Downey Jr.'s Avengers universe. Clearly, he meant the MCU. And what better way to actually fulfill that request or uh, you know that ability by doing a uh, multiverse version of him where he comes back as old man Logan? I think we all would love to see that. It fits perfectly with the timeline now that they're going to have X-Men in there. And Ryan Reynolds has been confirmed canon as Deadpool in uh, the MCU. So he will, you know, enter that. There's no way they're not going to have the two of them having some banter, which would just make my day. So hope it happens. Probably will. Fingers crossed. To some extent. Just bring Hugh Jackman back as well. <laughs> Old Man Logan. I'll be happy. Um, and last but not least, I think the fate of the villains uh, that we're going to see in this film I don't know if we're going to see them survive or disappear because we still are learning about it. And the film comes out in two weeks. They're doing really good about hiding stuff. But I think uh, William Defoe and Alfred Molina's characters are going to stay somehow. I, I, I can't tell you why. I have no backing to this. But when you have a character that's as, you know, essential, like Batman to Joker is essentially Spider-Man to Green Goblin. I mean, you really can't imagine a world where those characters aren't in interacting with each other constantly it's just it's their it's their foils so i hope they still stay in there you never know it's all contracts it might just be a one-time thing and it's like their big hurrah just to introduce everything else but that's my say now moving on from spider-man because we're going to find out all about it within two and a half weeks or so let's go on to ghostbusters afterlife that movie came out about uh two weeks ago, three weeks ago, and I just really wanted to go over it. I kind of wish this podcast started back then because I loved this movie. To be fair, I haven't seen the first two since I was eight or 11 or 12. It's been a very long time, but I remember and I love them. Well, this movie does that justice and it's very clear. It's just it, they bring back a franchise properly, unlike they did with that Melissa McCarthy one. They did this out of you could tell through their writing. You could t It was campy. It wasn't all over the place like I am right now. It, it, plenty of nods to the original, and it was clearly written with passion and care uh, from the original team. You just knew. It, so definitely, if you had a skip it or ticket, ticket. Just go see it. Enjoy it. Uh, it was just a good film. Paul Rudd, he's a great addition to the story, and there's really not much you can talk or say about this film without ruining what I'm trying to get at. Just go, just go see the movie. Um, all right. We're almost done, guys. Collectible news is, well, for Funko Pops this week, as of yesterday, you can get Jar Jar Binks, everyone's favorite Star Wars character. That is a fact. Uh, the Clone Wars version is a Funko Pop exclusively only available at GameStop. 
So you can get him there, as well as Luke Skywalker. He, there's a glow-in-the-dark version from The Mandalorian. It is his lightsaber that is glow-in-the-dark, and he is wearing his black robe, and the hood is over his head. And it is exclusively at Entertainment Earth, so you can get that on their website. Additionally, uh, going back to our original topic, Kate Bishop with Lucky the Pizza Dog is available everywhere. It is not an exclusive, so go visit your local Target, uh, Walmart. It's probably going to be at Box Lunch right now, as well as Hot Topic, so I'll go there. And last but not least, you have the mini puffs with the weights. Uh, as you guys know from Ghostbusters, you had the Stay Puff guy. And now with the new movie, Ghostbusters Afterlife, they have the mini puffs that cause havoc while Paul Rudd is in Walmart and they are cooking themselves and uh, decapitating their marshmallow heads. And it was, uh, it was a funny scene. But anyways, they are also available everywhere. So go check that out. And then last but not least, my cosplay news. Well, it's a little bit late in the year. It is December. Uh, Christmas is just around the corner, which means starting today, actually, where I live, everyone's starting to do Christmas events. Uh, my goal was I was actually approached by someone who uh, they have an organization where they go visit kids and um, in tough situations and you know hang out with them or cook for them or hang out and just do things with them to help them escape from the uh, reality. At some point, everyone here knows that you go through a seasonal depression or you go through tough times, whether it's mentally, uh, you look at yourself physically, it, it, whatever it may be. A holiday season can be rough for a lot of people and you really do need to try and spread cheer or joy or compassion for people around these times. And what I wanted to do was uh, pull off the Grinch from the the Jim Carrey version uh, as a cosplay to go visit all these people uh, throughout the holidays, whether it's bringing gifts or just going to say hi. Because one of the things I've noticed about cosplay is that it is the closest thing you can do to get someone out of reality, uh, even for a split second, if they're not watching a film or playing a video game or something within entertainment. Um, I remember back in 2014, I went to go visit some kids with my uh, organization at a hospital. And I'll never forget, there was one of my friends had a Spider-Man uh, zip-up hoodie, you know, the one that goes past the neck up your head. So it looks like you're wearing uh, a mask and everything. And he had blue jeans on and I will never forget. He was on a, he was perched over a, a table at this hospital talking to one of the, the cutest kids. And the kid asked him, he's like, are you real? Spider-Man says, yeah, I'm real. And the kid's mind was blown. And I mean, this guy was wearing blue jeans and black shoes. You could clearly tell it wasn't Spider-Man, but to this kid, it, 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 it made such a difference in his day. He didn't think about the fact that you know, he was uh, paraplegic or anything like that or feeling different. It was just he was living that moment. And I think when I saw that happen, that kind of lit something in me that made me love cosplaying. That's what originally got me into this. And I want to get back into those roots of uh, using it for good and not just for uh, laughs or, you know, for likes and everything like that. So um, I have a GoFundMe if you if you're interested, uh, all the money goes towards that cosplay. It's definitely not going to happen this year just because it's too late and the manufacturer will take too long to create it. But um, I would like to start that tradition going forward starting next year. So uh, contact me on social media if that's something you would like to donate to. And if so, I really appreciate it. And even if you just say that's awesome, uh, just knowing that you guys think I'm, you know, know that I'm trying to do good is 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 awesome enough. So thanks for listening, everybody. Um, if you have any theories or awesome nerdy topics you'd like me to discuss, feel free to message me on Instagram or TikTok. 
This has actually been really fun. I love talking and I could go on for hours. So thanks for listening if you're still here. And uh, yeah, that's all, folks. Excelsior. (laughs) 